podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tennis superstar Novak Djokovic is officially out of the US Open. Novak Djokovic has come out and he has announced that he will not be playing the US Open. Sasha Zverev has withdrawn from this year's US Open. Serena Williams, she is announcing her retirement from tennis after the US Open, obviously her home tournament. I think that her legacy is really wide to the point where you can't even describe it in words. I think I'm a product of what she's done. I wouldn't be here without um, Serena Venus. I'm like very thankful to her. A lot of other players in the field you know, have the belief, like, I can do that too. I think what we achieve shows that, you know, anything can happen, really. It's time! First thing I did when I got home from work is I changed to the Rafa hat, the Rafa top. Emma Raducanu. And she's just beaten Serena Williams and Azarenka. This is the biggest talking point. Nick Kyrgios on the same section as Daniel Medvedev. Who do you think is going to win the US Open this year? He answered Carlos Alcaraz. I mean, it's still the young guns. Rafa has got a nice draw. Serena Williams, she's drawn. Wow. Danka, wow. Kovinic. Layla Terrible. <laughs> I'm a massive Layla fan. Garcia is incredible. I put a bet on Garcia to win the US Open. Pagula, Layla Fernandez. I'm going to go Layla Annie Fernandez. <laughs> going to win. <laughs> Rafael Nadal is going to win the US Open this year. Rafael Nadal comes back from the depths yet again. We've both gone for the same guy. I've got Linda, you've got Linda. Nadal has to be considered a favourite. Rafa for 23. Let's go, Ben. Come on. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Day three roundup. That is what we're doing here today. Uh, unfortunately, we won't be joined by the guest that we were going to have. But we probably will catch him on one of the other day roundups. Do not worry. We're here to talk about the big news, the big way to start. Serena Williams. Well, she's surprising everybody right now. She came back on court last night uh, to a rapturous applause from the cauldron inside Arthur Ashe Stadium and played the number two seed, Annette Contevit, and it was an incredible match. It wasn't the sluggish Serena that we've seen in recent times. It was a new, like, revolutionised Serena Williams, and I'm not sure what happened. She was running well, she was hitting well, and one of the main things, she was serving well. And she looked incredible, I have to say. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. She blew me away. I was surprised. I know I was saying Contevit's going to win this one in straight sets. How wrong was I? Serena Williams, I think it's quite fitting with this image, the greatest of all time, yeah. turned up. And when I say turned up, this is the best I've seen Serena in many years. She looks really good, dangerous. The serve was good. And beating the number two seed, granted Contevit's not in great form, is still a massive achievement for her. I believe there was a stat, I don't have it on me. She's the first person to defeat um, someone in the side, the top three at 40 years old. She's 40 years old, soon to be 41. No one's ever beaten someone of that higher seed at that age. And I think that's a remarkable achievement. And she can add it to her many, many accolades. And Listen, the whole occasion was good. I loved seeing her husband, Alexis, and and her child as well, celebrating all of the points she won. They were so vocal. 
And I felt like they they accounted for about 100 people just themselves. Her box were going crazy. Venus seemed to be a little bit more muted than others, to be fair. Reserved, yeah. I guess she's, um, I don't know. I think she's always been a little bit like that when it comes to Serena. Of course, she's one of the first to always sing her praises and celebrate her successes. But being a tennis player yourself, probably you don't get as animated on the touchline. Yeah, I think so. And obviously it is the US Open crowd. I feel that Serena was trying her best to sort of calm them down herself. I was sort of alluding to during the match that she was like the conductor and they were like the orchestra. Uh, every time they were sort of shouting during Contavit's put like service, she was sort of going, now down, now down, now up, now I've won that point, now down again. Like I thought it was quite a nice touch that she can command a stadium full of people just with the raising of a hand. I thought it was incredible. And I don't like people cheering for missed first serves, though. I'm never going to get on board with that. Yeah, yeah, no. And there was a bit of that, especially booing the line calling. I don't know if you saw a really yeah, close call like that. where it was in the ball. But Annette just clipped the line oh, and the crowd, thin. yeah, the crowd were booing and Serena literally went to the crowd like, come on, stop. You can't, you can't boo a good shot. It was just a good, yeah. and that, and listen, good, good point you were making because Gary uh, says something quite relevant. So I'm remarkable by Serena. I wasn't thrilled that she, uh, that she didn't even mention her opponent on the on-court interview. Annette was valiant. Yeah. I think we can excuse Serena for not mentioning Contavit because there was a lot of other talking points to discuss. This could have been her last ever singles match. And let's go on to what she was asked. Nice little segue. Yeah. Because you can see her here celebrating. And she was asked about, um, I don't know if you've got the exact question there, but I did have it a second ago. That's but it they, goes along the lines. Have you got surprised? it? Yeah, I think uh, I read it earlier. Yeah. I haven't got it with me, but I know that they were asking her, was she surprised at how she was playing out on court? Yeah, that's right. And she said, no, I'm just that good. <laughs> it reminded me of a Federer. Just went, I'm just Serena. That's the yeah. saying. That's, we've got it here on the screen. But yeah, it, it, it's just basically her way of saying, do you not know who I am? <laughs> exactly right. And I, it did remind me of Roger Federer in that uh, interview when they said, how do you keep doing it year after year? And he just said, well, I'm a very talented player. <laughs> and it's true. They are. They're the top, top echelon of the sport. You can't expect them to not blow their own trumpet once in a while. It's not just that. Are you surprised you won, Serena? Well, Serena's made a whole career off winning, so she shouldn't be that surprised. She's won more than anyone else. Exactly. So, but no, I, 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 question, I can understand yeah. the question. I can understand. I don't think it's a disrespectful <laughs> question <laughs> because are you surprised the level you was able to produce? I think yeah, she yeah. should have been a little bit surprised because she's not been playing like that recently. She certainly didn't play like that against Radu Kano at Cincinnati. That's for sure. But no. I thought it was quite a nice answer from her. And it definitely added to the atmosphere. You can see her smiling. She's into the third round. Next up, Aya Tomjanovic, who struggled through her match. How do you see that one going? Well, I had in my bracket before uh, for Serena to go out to Tomjanovic. I assumed Tomjanovic would come in and be playing some really great stuff. I didn't expect her to be struggling past Radina. And Radina sort of came out and surprised a few people in this tournament. I think Serena has the ability to beat Tomjanovic based upon her match against Iga when she came out and played uh, not so long ago. And Iga completely blitzed her off the court. And I feel that maybe playing somebody with such a big stature down the other end 
that might not play uh, into her hands too well, Tomjanovic. I feel Serena, the effect of the crowd, they play a part. They definitely played a part against Contavit. You could see she was nearly in tears. I think it was at 5-2 on her, on her seat when she was uh, broken. And I just thought, I felt a bit sad for Contavit because she's, if she was a horrible person, I could understand like all the people getting on her back and stuff like that. But she's really nice. Like we know that she's one of the nicest people on tour. So I don't, I'm not down for all of that, but I feel that it will affect the match. And Tomjanovic is no exception. I think Serena wins that one as well. Tomjanovic is not on paper as good as a Contavit, despite the form. And the way Serena served, I think that's a big thing to emphasize. Her Brilliant. serve was very good and dominant. And um, I liked her defensive play as well, actually, at times. She was getting the ball deep. There was a few moon balls that sort of looped up and hit the baseline. And she always comes in and her drive volleys are excellent. She's pretty reliable when it comes to a drive volley. I think the way she's playing, she can beat Tomjanovic. Uh, but let's move on from Serena because this is a, kind of like a roundup. We usually do a news video. We thought we'd come live. Uh, we may be joined by a few guests over the next few weeks from at, at the US Open. So stay tuned for these ones. And of course, make sure to keep supporting us by liking the video and subscribing. Next up, we've got a familiar face, Jose Morgado. Speaking about the Brit, Jack Draper. He was outside the top 250 in January. He's just beaten Felix in straight sets. He's going to make his top 50 debut after the US Open. He's a serious, serious player. We've got Cam Norrie on the on the fringes of the top 10. I'm not sure if he is in the top 10 at the moment, but certainly close. And Jack Draper seems to be going at a similar trajectory, but he's young. He's got a different style of play. It's a pretty, um, I don't know. He's not someone who's going to have to rally because he's such a, he's a bigger, bigger hitter than Cam Norrie. Norrie will keep the rally going. Jack Draper has the ability to end something quick. He's got power. He's younger Big. and he can he can generate he can improve a lot as well. There's a lot a higher ceiling than the Cam Norrie. How far can this kid go? And are you surprised he beat Felix? I'm not. I'm not surprised. I mean, we saw what he's made of. Uh, obviously, he got to the quarterfinals in Montreal. We beat Sissipas in straight sets in that tournament. And Sissipas obviously beat Medvedev around the same time. This is sort of he's a coming out party, I feel, for Jack, Jack Draper. I know that I sort of alluded to it and hoped he could maybe make a fourth round maybe in this tournament. I think it's possible. I really do. And to beat Felix, Felix is what was he, number eight seed or number seven seed in the tournament? And a really good hardcore player. I feel that his stature, he's very tall. I think he's about six foot five. Uh, it's helped. He's got a great serve. And like you said, good movement and very powerful ground shots. And he's going from strength to strength. He hasn't dropped a set yet in this tournament. He's straight sets against Rusevori, straight sets against Felix. I can't wait. For, for his next match, to be honest. And it's going to be against Hatchinov, which, for me, another winnable match. Yeah, certainly winnable. We've got Michael in saying, JG was spot on with the Potapova, uh, Muguruza beating Towson, and Kalanina over Pera. Very specific mm. matches there, Michael, but I'm glad you're singing my <laughs> praise. Uh, I don't get it often, but I think I'm doing all right on the women's bracket. Aside from, of course, the big news, Leila Fernandez going out. I look like Sad. a complete idiot in the intro now, singing the song. I backed her Chop. to win the whole thing. <laughs> but I don't know. She put up a very valiant effort against arguably one of the most informed tennis players right now. Samsonova's on a big 
uh, winning streak. She is going to be super dangerous now she's beaten Layla. I wouldn't be surprised if we see her maybe go all the way to the final. Yes, I mean, uh, if not, Semi is definitely, I think she can be in and around the back end of this tournament. She's the Washington champion, the Cleveland champion, and now she's, well, two matches in. She's not dropped a set yet at the US Open. She's had two young players, Beljek from the Czech Republic, and now Fernandez, last year's finalist. So I think she's storming it. When was the last time she even lost a set? I think we have to go all the way back to uh, Kai Kanepi in the final uh, of Washington. So she hasn't lost a set in quite some time, about seven matches now. Yeah. Very dangerous player. And like you were alluding to last night, her service games fly past. It's almost like watching Kyrgios play. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one minute service game. No, she's looking good. Uh, we've got Dan on the Facebook saying, heard Jack Draper is a Douglas Louise fan. And well, Douglas Louise is on his way to <laughs> Arsenal. I have just done a, a video about that on GTO Extra. So go check that out if you haven't already. We've not released it yet, but go and check out our other channel. Ben will pop a link in the live chat for you to subscribe. Um, yeah, and while he does that, I'm going to go on to the next one because this is Rafael Nadal. I know it's a little bit late, but it's something we want to discuss uh, briefly. Uh, hopefully, less time than it takes him to serve. Kaboom. Anyway, this is what was being said. We've got Rafael Nadal on John McEnroe claiming he's not following the 25 second serve clock rule. Classy response. We're not going to watch it now, but I have watched it in full. Rafa saying he does follow it. He doesn't get preferential treatment. Other people coming up saying or showing evidence of him getting 30 seconds, 31 seconds at times. People saying they start the clock later for Rafa. Him mm. saying that he sweats a lot. The, the, the guy asking the question, going back to him saying, just because you sweat a lot, does it mean you should get different rules? Him saying, I don't get different rules. It's all kicking off with this. It's been with Rafa on the Dow over the years. He's never broken a racket. He isn't someone to shout something out. Uh, to the crowds or create any other problems no. on the court. But one thing he will do is get time violations. And over the years, he's got loads of them. So is there preferential te- treatment? It's hard to say when he does get punished a lot. But what do you think? It's always going to be the big talking point when it comes to Rafael Nadal. He's so squeaky clean in all the other sides uh, of the game. Um I think it is something that's always just going to hang over him, unfortunately. His style of play means that it, he sort of has to play to his own rhythm. He he likes to get everything back on his terms and he slows everything down and he likes to just take his time with his serve. Is he taking too long? Possibly, just slightly each time. And I think he does just need to just speed up a tad. Just It's not even a lot. So is it's he getting like preferential two... treatment from umpires? I think sometimes. That's my personal opinion. I think sometimes there is like the late starting of the clock. I think that one has been noted or like we've seen, he's gone over two seconds maybe here and there and they don't pull him up on it. And that if you're down the other end and you're making the concerted effort to stick to the shot clock and your opponent, it doesn't matter for him. It becomes a bit of a, it's a horrible subject to have to keep on bringing up, but 
I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's, he should be an exception to the rule. I think the shot clock's there for I a reason. I think he is, though, mate, because he gets penalised all the time. So if someone's always getting pulled up on something, then how can they say he's not? He's getting away with it? He's not getting away well, with if it. Well, as long as he gets pulled up on it, it's fine. That, that's yeah. the that's the key thing, is that the rule's there. As long as there's a warning, then a point deduction, that type of thing for consistent uh, abuse Yeah, and not just that. If they are starting it late, it's not Rafa's fault. It's up to them. I blame the umpires. If there is any issues with this, it's, it's the umpire's fault, not Rafa's. It's like in boxing. If they start counting late, then how do you know how long the guy's been on the floor? That type of thing. But yeah. that's the referee's discretion to how when they start the count. It's these type of things in sport that give us stuff to discuss and stuff to debate as well, though. But Rafa's... Yeah, Kathy echoes what I just said. It's not his fault if the umpires give no. him preferential treatment. I don't think he is getting it personally. But there is maybe incidents in the past where it's been a bit like they've started it slightly late, they've given him a few more seconds or whatever, and that's down to the umpire. I mean, that's the, that's their yeah. job. Their job is to umpire exactly. the match. If they're not doing it correctly, it's not Rafa's fault, is it? No. So um, let's move on from this because we've got a few topics to get through. This is just a quick yep. roundup. We've got Max uh, Wadworth here talking about Eager. If she loses to that, the US Open, it'll be the first time in the Open era that all top three seeds have been eliminated by round oh. two of a slam. I thought it's an interesting one. Not just talk about Eager, but because it's a bit negative on Eager's yeah. part, this one. But the reason I liked it is because it emphasises how many big seeds have gone out on the women's. We always know it. There was a list. I don't I don't have the tweet, unfortunately. But out of the top 32 or whatever, so I many. mean, probably over half. There's so many seeds out. And the number just keeps on growing. Of course, we've had Raducanu out, Halep out, Contavi out, Sarkari out, just to name a few. And um, yeah, that's why I like your final. Your final is a good one because it could happen. I mean, someone a bit out there. I believe Garcia's still a seed though, isn't she? He's 17th, yeah. Yeah, but still not a high seed. And um, Keys would be a good one as well. I think she's 20th seed. Like those type of people... They're good form players. Samson over another one as well. I'm not sure if she's a seed though. I think she's an unseed, unseeded player. These are all like fantastic players who you need to just watch out for. Form players coming in. I know recency bias shouldn't always go with it, but sometimes I feel that the form helps. I mean, look at what Radu Kanu had coming into last year. She was in form coming into the US Open last year, and it did mean she won the whole thing. Yeah. So. Maybe the US Open is one of the tournaments you do need a bit of form. Yeah, exactly. Just quickly on Eager, we will be covering that match in about three hours' time. So hopefully you can join us for it. Do you think she's going to be all right today and win? Yeah, I do. Okay. Next up, Nick Kyrgios. More drama from him. Um, I watched the video in full on this one (laughs) as well. It's him uh, spitting towards his box, swearing. He got a warning for it. He's probably going to get fined. And the reason he was so upset is because he was, I'm not going to say what he was saying because I can't repeat it, but he's swearing at him saying, you're not supporting me. You're acting as if you're a spectator. Where's your support? F in this, F in that. Like really bad. And he spat in the direction of the box. I never Um, understand this. I don't understand it at all because I was there at Wimbledon when I saw him have an outburst at his box and the boxer standing up clapping him, cheering him. I mean, I don't see him ever like not supporting him. What yeah, but when they don't, I don't understand. Like, why is he so Who do you reliant? Think he is anyway that they need to do that. Why is he so reliant on them? That why does he have to go to them after every single point? And if they're sitting down on one point, he just berates them. It's just bizarre. I've never seen somebody, and 
I mean, if, if I was his box, I wouldn't. I just couldn't tolerate. It. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go watch him. You were there to support to it, someone, and you're getting abused every time in the box. Why do you keep going back? Because it sort of makes sense now, though. Remember when you when we were sat there watching, you said, "Have a look over at his box." They get up and stand up after every single point, and the reason they probably do that is because if they don't. This happens. Yeah, they're scared That's... of him. He's like a yeah. petulant baby. Ultimately. Well, I like feel... I like Nick as well, to be honest. Yeah. And I think he is good for the sport. And I've loved watching some of his matches. And I like his the way he's been playing this year. And he's got a real good chance of beating Medvedev. In fact, I think he is going to. Um, but I just don't understand this whole narrative. Part of me thinks he's not actually angry at the box. And he's angry at himself about how he's playing. Because yeah. when he's playing the thing, and then he just uses an excuse rather yeah. than... It's, it's, I feel like with him, it's got to be someone. Venting. So if, if no one said something to him in the crowd, he can't use that. If the yep. opponent's not done anything dodgy at all, he can't use that. If the umpire's making all good calls and there's nothing even, no grey areas, then he's like thinking, oh, who can I pick on? I must the be box. my box. Yeah. So I, I think he goes through all of the possible scenarios. <laughs> umpire first. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, no, wow. I can't do him, can't do that, can't do this. And then he's like, oh, I'm getting angry. I'm, I'm losing this match. I'm struggling here against Bonzi. It's going to be my box. That's like the final result all the time. It's childish. It's annoying. And then it leads to this uh, answer in his press room. Um, Nick Kyrgios saying, I'm so professional at the moment that I don't feel like myself. I never thought the Wimbledon final would make me want to be like this. Thought it would be the opposite. So he's in the press room saying how professional he is. <laughs> And I understand with what he's saying is actually correct as well because he has definitely applied his tennis um, and the whole training and his attitude. I'm sure maybe his diet's a little bit better. He is applying himself for the tennis side of things, but his on-court persona is certainly nothing nothing professional about it. No, definitely not. Um, I think that you're sort of hitting the nail on the head, though, with he is trying to find an outlet for the inner rage, let's say. And sometimes when you have that sort of inner rage or you have like a a lot of stress, you take it out on the ones closest to you. That's like a really common thing. That's that's not like abnormal. Psychology, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like you you feel that you can let it out to them, but not to others. Obviously, he still does it and has the outburst. Maybe that's why he is attacking his box more than because he's not really shouted at umpires and the crowds as much or his opponents, maybe they've said, direct all of your stuff towards us. And that will help you get through the matches because we're not going to complain about it. Like we, That will help it, you release that tension from your game. So it seems to be working for him. He's playing his best tennis I've seen him play, to be honest. So let's just hope he just... Less of the spitting, though. I mean, we don't need that on the court. Yeah, well, it's not the first time. He did the same thing in the second round at Wimbledon as well. I think that was towards uh, a spectator. So, yeah. yeah, he's got a history of it. Um, That's true. I think pretty much I've said everything I need to say about Nick Kyrgios. He's still an exciting tennis player. Professionally, very good tennis-wise. The way he conducts himself, not so much. And there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. Uh, but let's wrap it up there. That is our quick summary of the day's action. Listen, it was a great day of action. We've got plenty more to come on day four. Make sure you can join us for all of the matches. We're going to be doing eager. We may even be doing a doubles match, Serena's doubles match. It doesn't happen often on Game to Love, but seeing as it is Serena's last event, we feel like we should be covering everything we possibly can. 
Um, but yeah, anything yeah. left to say, Ben? Anything I no, missed? No, just a quick shout out. Obviously, uh, another Brit who's sort of flying under the radar, Andy Murray. He did yeah. go through in impressive fashion in four sets against Emilio Nava, and he has a massive match coming up tomorrow against Matteo Berrettini. So we'll definitely be covering that one on the channel. And good luck to Andy. Um, I think he could be in with a good chance because well, Berrettini... It's an open been... section because Sissipas is out now of that section. Well, I don't Even against Sissipas, I think he took him to five last year. Yeah. So I think anything's possible for Murray right now. But good luck to him. Good luck to the other Brits. And join us for... Well, it's Igor Sviontek. We'll be covering that one in about three hours' time. Yeah, lovely. Make sure if you haven't already, hit the like button on the video. Subscribe if you're new. Join the membership if you want to help support the channel further. And we'll see you for some matches very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.